0: So to begin off this year, I gave seven predictions that I thought was going to really happen and start to shape within this whole Web3 NFT space. However, some of them I have been pretty right and the other ones I have been completely wrong thus far. So I'm gonna actually go through them seeing that we're quarter of the way through the year. And I think this is a good time to give an update to see how I think things are going to progress going forward. So with that said, the first thing that I said was we're going to see a less emphasis on ETH in this new year. And the reason why I was saying that was gas prices was at a ridiculously high rate and all of these new projects were coming out and we're starting to see a lot of them start to struggle towards the end of the year. So coming into this year, I was starting to say that I'm going to expect things to be on Sol, Wax and other ecosystems that don't necessarily have all those high gas fees and also bring down the price because ETH was really starting to creep up. And just the share price of ETH alone it was pricing out a lot of people but then once you factored in the gas things were getting really out of hand however as this year started to go on not only did the price of ETH come down it is recovering right now but we really saw a difference between the fours that it was in down to as low as two five two four uh, during this year but also gas prices have come down significantly the first transaction I did around uh, this year in January I believe it was I paid about 126 Gwei for the transaction. And if you're not familiar, the way gas prices are calculated on Ethereum is with Gwei, which is a fraction of the ETH, the Ether token. And... Gas, of course, is the transaction fees that are paid to the various miners that are verifying all of this in the blockchain to create the block. So gas prices were ridiculously high. I paid 126 in January, but now I'm getting anywhere between 35 and 40 is really the max that I'm willing to pay at this current moment. And even on weekends, I've seen some as low as I think I got a transaction off for 12 Gwei at one point. So really, we're seeing a very different market than we're seeing before. However, the NFT market as a whole is really struggling so it doesn't matter really what blockchain it is on we're seeing things that are not selling out we're starting to see a lot of smaller numbers and things are just getting very interesting because I really feel that the market, as far as what has come on, is not keeping pace with the uh, people that are coming in. Or I should say, the new people coming into the market are not keeping pace with the new projects that are being launched. I truly believe that there are countless projects that will be launched in the future that will be as big as anything that we see today. However, the new people coming in... Are the ones who are going to help to propel those to the future. And most people are priced out of, say, the board apes and the legacy ones, the blue chip projects, if you will, because someone coming into a new ecosystem is not necessarily going to drop a few hundred thousand dollars on an NFT. They're going to dip their feet and come in at a lower price point and then ride their wave up. Because those people that got into board apes last year, they're paying three, four hundred dollars or so to get in. So it is completely different game now to get into the board apes. So the projects that we're going to see launching coming off it'll be all over the different blockchains however i think i was wrong in the sense that there's going to be a less dependence on eth because of a few things that are happening right now number one It is still seen primarily as that is the place to go to launch any kind of project with expected to have monetary returns because people are not as price sensitive to whatever is going on ETH. And we're seeing things launch at 0.12, 0.18 and much higher price points than we're seeing over on Sol or any other blockchain for that matter, once you calculate it out, that we're talking about several hundred dollars in difference. And that's not even factoring gas prices, and people are a lot more willing to pay over there. Now, things are going to get a lot interesting, as I've been covering for the last few days or so, as Sol is coming to OpenSea and all those different things and factors, developers are going to really have to make a choice now where they're going to go, because the marketplace is not just the sole reason why you might launch, no pun intended, on Solana, because now they're going to be 11 playing field that Ethereum, Polygon, so other chains are going to be offered on OpenSea. So with that said, also the merger of Ethereum is coming up and that is really just dominating the tweets right now as far as anything related to Ethereum, because it's really expected within this next quarter that we're going to start to transition over to the proof of stake as opposed to proof of work. And if you're not familiar with what that means is currently the way the blockchain is being verified, all these transactions is in a more inefficient manner, and it requires a lot higher computing powers, and that's why the gas prices are so high. A lot of these newer blockchains and way of processing things is a proof of stake. So rather than relying solely on computing power and raw electricity and all those things, it's going to be done by people who are invested into it. They're staking their coins, if you will, their ether or whatever token it is for that particular blockchain, and they're investing into the success of that chain. That is the simplified version of it, However, it is a much more efficient way of processing things and it's going to drive down the gas prices even further, even though we do see a lot lower transaction fees from the peak. So I don't know. That might be a wash, to be honest, because now that there are more options on OpenSea and the fact that these gas prices are going to go down anyways, I don't know if we're going to see a more reliance on ETH or less reliance on ETH or what this might open up Solana a little bit more to more people. So I'm not even ready to call that one necessarily. I was wrong in that case. I'm going to say going forward for this year, see where it goes. But number two is that there would be over 30 million WAX blockchain accounts created. Now, I haven't really heard any figures lately, so I'm not even sure where that is in progress. However, I can definitely predict that the rate has slowed down. The reason for that is they found out that there were a lot of duplicate accounts. In other words, people were making multiple accounts in order to have more access to NFT drops, claim more, buy more, because certain of these, they had different timeouts and uh, different ways of limiting whales from going into the project and just buying out all of the drop and then being able to flip them instantly on the secondary market. So in order to avoid that, a lot of people were creating multiple accounts and setting these up with bots to go in and claim. And even the NFTs that I have dropped for the show that I noticed within minutes, they were being claimed up and they were being gone after. I was like, wait a minute, this is absolutely ridiculous because there are more NFTs being claimed than people that listen to the podcast at this present moment. So how is that even possible within minutes of the episode being released? that these NFTs were being claimed, and it came out to find out that there were multiple ways of gaming the system and opening multiple accounts. Since then, WAX has really put a limit in that you would need five WAXP tokens in order to open a new account, with the exception of opening it with a Facebook account linked to that particular WAX wallet. Now, this has definitely slowed down the number of new accounts coming on because these automatically generated wallets are not going to invest those five WAXP tokens, even though really it is just a fraction of the price of any other token whatsoever. WAXP tokens at this current moment are under 30 cents. So in order to go in and buy Five WaxP tokens to stake it to that actual account really isn't much. We're talking under $2 in total, depending where it is at this present moment. But because of that, it did limit a lot of the bots. And because of that, less wallets were being opened. So it hasn't really been reported. Normally, Wax is reporting once we hit 1 million, 2 million, 5 million, and they're celebrating all the different milestones. And I haven't seen any tweets or any celebrations about that recently. So I'm guessing that it has slowed down. So will we hit that 30 million by the end of the year, considering that the last number that I saw they celebrated? Towards the end of last year was 10 million. I don't know. But I'm still expecting more people to come into that WAX ecosystem simply because of the fun drops, the partnerships that they're having, and the low gas fees and the low barrier of entry. But that is to be determined. Number three thing that I predicted was that we're going to see a lot of smaller drops on these generative projects, which is actually coming true right now. 10K projects are not selling out, and we're starting to see a lot of lower numbers 8K, 4K, 5K, 2000 even. So that definitely came true. And I don't know if that's going to be the trend going forward or that is just this current market. I know one of the mints that I had uh, recently, which was Meta Athletes, they're releasing 2,000 in that particular drop. However, that is just the first round. They're eventually gonna get to 10,000. So they're releasing these in stages. But other ones that I have minted that were 10K projects, such as 90 Babes, they've only gotten to about 3,000 or so minted at this point. So we're definitely see a struggle with these 10K projects. So I know numbers are going down right now. People are launching with a lot less. So that was right on. Number four, Coinbase will have a major splash in the NFT market. I'm not even going to spend too much time in this. Obviously, Coinbase is a huge, massive company. They have the largest Exchange in the US. However, despite all the ads and all the promotions and Super Bowl buzz and all that stuff, their marketplace still hasn't launched yet. So I'm not even going to put the verdict out on that. However, at this point, there's just a lot of anticipation and just seeing all these ads. Honestly, it's at this point, it's like, uh, Elon Musk tweet. He tweets things and promotes things so far in advance to when it's actually ready that it's just like, eh, whatever. It went through that news cycle, but going forward, we don't know when it's going to come. So nothing else to say about that. Number five is the rise of nft gurus and this definitely already has happened and i'm starting to see a lot of promotional emails and these marketing guys come in and even some of these people that i have followed for podcasting and other things they're now promoting oh web 3 master classes and web 3 classes and all these things and i'm like wait you're not even collecting nfts you're not really into the space so how come all of a sudden now you're a web 3 guru selling these master classes and invitation only things for twenty thousand dollars or whatever it might be. Your personal account or your anything doesn't even mention NFTs. You're not even really in the space. However, maybe you bought one or two uh, NFTs or you had the funds to buy one of the blue chips and then you call yourself an expert now. So the NFT gurus are already here. And it's pretty laughable to me because a lot of these people I've been following literally for years and their content's on on their email list and I'm on their uh, circle as far as all the things that they're putting out. And honestly, they're not even really in the Web3 space, but whatever they're selling courses and selling material for it. As they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. And right now, the game is these gurus. They're marketing, people are buying to them. They have these huge uh, mailing lists and they can tell the story. And the thing that I'm noticing with them more than anything is they're making this Web3 space seem so technical that it's almost like there's no way you're going to understand this stuff or get into this stuff unless you pay me my $10,000 or $20,000, whatever it is. And I'll walk you through the steps so that way you can know what's coming and you won't get left behind. This is what you have to do. Or or else, Web three is going to leave you behind, just like Web two did, and any other thing you missed. Dot coms, you missed Bitcoin. So now, pay me this money, so that way you can get on the NFT train. That's basically how they're promoting it. And I'm not really a big fan of it. But number six is the year of play to earn gaming, which is I said this was going to be it. This is the year that it was going to come out. I've been hearing about it, especially if you follow Crypto Stash's YouTube channel or any of his content. He's been talking about play to earn gaming and all this stuff for the longest time, and It seemed like this was the year that is going to pop. And yes, a lot of projects are introducing these play-to-earn mechanisms. But if you listen to my previous episodes and any critique that I've been giving about it, the thing that they're not doing right is they're not making fun games. So... Will this be the year of play to earn by the end of this year? We'll yet to see that. However, it is the year of play to earn as far as projects speaking about it, but I don't know if it's going to be the year anymore of adoption because the play to earn games that I've been in so far, it just was not an enjoyable experience. I gave a huge critique about that as far as how that is going on episode number 138. So I'm not going to go into details with that one. So if you want to listen to my breakdown as to why play to earn gaming is failing at this point, And last but not least is I said that Meta, Google, and Microsoft were going to go to war. And honestly, to much to my surprise, that has not happened yet. I expected that to kick off first thing this year as far as these big tech giants were going to go head to head. However, it seems like Meta, formerly known as Facebook, is having a lot of struggle and... Rightfully so. We are very skeptical of anything that Mark and his team are going to do in this whole Web3 space because why would they want to give the power and the data and all of these uh, ownership rights back to the people when their entire business model is against that? They own the data, they sell this out, and that's how they make their money. So why should they be such a huge player in Web3, this whole metaverse thing, despite changing their name, all of that stuff? We're going to see where that's going to go, but I think Facebook is really sputtering. They're very successful, they're very smart, and if nothing else, they can hire the best talents and cherry pick them from all around the industry and bring them on they have the bankroll they have the funds to do it and they have the most to lose therefore if they're cornered they're going to get desperate and they're going to really assemble a massive team and if nothing else they're very good at knocking off features and right now we can see that Twitter is definitely the leader in this whole NFT space but now they made the announcement that Instagram is going to have marketplaces and all sorts of things as far as NFTs so they're really trying to double down and really get into this Google Not much is really said about that so far. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, but I expect them to really double down as well and come into the space. But that war has not kicked off. And Microsoft, in the end, I think they're going to be the winners simply because they have the Xbox. They're going to do the play to earn thing, I think, better than anyone. Because once the gaming and all that stuff comes in line, I think Microsoft has the best position to be able to do that with their current ecosystem. However, haven't seen it as yet. So I'm really shocked. Hopefully, they're going to get more serious about the space towards quarter two or quarter three, but I would not expect this year to end without them going against each other head to head. So that's only time to tell. Those are the seven things that I predicted, and I think each quarter going forward, I'm just going to give a recap, go through this again, show you where I was wrong, what was going on, and how that is developing until the end of the year. And then for next year, I will do another prediction, how I think the market is going to go and how uh, things are going to go. And really, this is the only prediction that I plan to uh, do throughout the show because I'm not in predicting where the market's going or telling you where I think coins or various projects are going because this is not investment advice as far as speculating and trying to get into the things. I'm just trying to see where this market is going, where the development is going and seeing the trends and what I expect to go forward. And hopefully things do work in our favor that as we're in the space, we can really be ahead of the curve or I should say stay ahead of the curve because anyone that is in the space right now learning, doing this research is definitely ahead of the curve. So kudos to you. And hopefully we're enjoying this thing together and we'll be able to stay ahead and ride this thing to the moon, as we say, right? So as usual, i want to thank you for listening to this, spending this time with all of this content as we learn about Web3 and build it together. And I would greatly appreciate it if you left a review on whatever podcast app that you're listening to, Apple, Spotify, or any other one just right there in your app. I would greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space.